Hey, listeners. After five babies, I've changed a lot of diapers. And I have opinions about them. A lot of people think Pampers Cruisers 360 are best to use when your baby is older. But in my experience, they're the best diapers to use as soon as your baby starts standing or walking. That's because these diapers don't have ordinary diaper tabs. They have a unique 360-degree stretchy waistband that makes it so easy to change your wiggly baby who just can't stop moving. Just slide on to apply, rip the sides to remove, and roll everything up with the disposal tape on the back. Pampers Cruisers 360 offer a gap-free fit that is up to 100% leak-proof and just got even better with a new blowout barrier. And since these diapers stretch with your baby, your active baby can move all over the place, getting into everything as usual. Pampers Cruisers 360 are available in sizes 3 to 7 and now feature fun new prints. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. This is Laura Vanderkam. I'm a mother of four, an author, journalist, and speaker. And this is Sarah Hart Unger. I'm a mother of three, practicing physician, and blogger on the side. We are two working parents who love our careers and our families. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. Here we talk about how real women manage work, family, and time for fun. From figuring out childcare to mapping out long-term career goals, we want you to get the most out of life. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. This is Laura. This is episode 129, which is airing uh, in mid to late January. We're going to be talking about the arrival of baby Henry. Uh, so this is the the birth story episode that maybe some people have been waiting for. Probably others are like, wait, it just showed up in my feed. Was there a baby? Maybe there was. I don't know. So exciting news. <laughs> well, they're probably also hopefully excited for regular episodes to come back and for us to be inserting lots of baby updates along the way, since I know that can be a popular topic for those with new ones of their own. Um, So don't worry, we have plenty of that to come. Yeah, it's going to be a great lineup of episodes this spring. We're planning that now and looking forward to it. Yeah, being back on track and, you know, we, we recorded a lot of episodes ahead of time to allow for the fact that we didn't know when Henry would be arriving and what the situation would be. But uh, And actually, this is airing right around his due date. His so due that's date, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, yeah, I know. I was, I've, I've been pondering this many times over the past few weeks that I'm like, I would most likely still be pregnant with all my other children. I was still pregnant. Like I, at this point, I'm not even, I wouldn't even be 39 weeks yet. Um, so... <laughs> 
it's amazing how pregnant is this like binary thing, right? You yeah. are, well, you are, or you're you are. not. <laughs> That's true. There's no little bit. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, I'm slightly jealous. I never got to experience, you know, having a baby a little early. I know that in a way that sounds very odd since you want to keep babies. Cooking, but, in, yeah. You know, sometimes you get to that 38 week mark and it's like, okay, um, <laughs> I and would I, go now. I'd be happy. I to never go. went less than 40 weeks. So, mm, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I thought about it like, I mean, with Sam and Jasper were both at 41 weeks. And so 37 weeks is a full month earlier than that. So yeah, it's a lot less time to be pregnant, which was kind of nice. So that when, once it turned out he was okay, you know, cause there was, there's always a little concern when they're a couple weeks early about whether that will be the case and whether he'll eat okay and all that, but he's, he seems to be fine. So, so I think, I think you should just break into this story and tell us from the beginning about, yeah. you know, the surprise and the recovery. Cause now that I'm thinking about it, I'm, you said your recovery was taking a little longer, but I'm almost surprised because a baby that was earlier, it's like, you were less pregnant. So <laughs> yes, that's true. So over the holidays, you know, we, we celebrated Christmas. We had a lot of activities. Um, my mother-in-law was here, which turned out to be quite fortunate. We, you know, were doing the various things with the kids. And then um, our, my husband's brother and his family came from North Carolina on the 27th. And so we had four other kids in the house too. So we had a whole house full of relatives. It was awesome. You know, we we're doing lots of activities with them. And, you know, on the 28th, they had all, gone to see a movie and I went to get, went to Costco to like go get groceries for the evening, come back. I really needed a nap, took a 20 minute nap. And then we all went to Disney on ice. So <laughs> the 13 of us at Disney on ice, it, which was, it was a great experience. I, and you know, total aside. Yeah. You seemed to, you said all the kids liked it, even the, the older ones liked it. So if anyone has that coming to their location, you know, it's might be worth taking kids of different ages too. But, you know, it's just the chaos of that and we drive home and cook dinner and then, you know, finally get into bed. And I wake up at like 1.45 feeling this like shot of adrenaline. But, you know, I've been waking up in the middle of the night a pregnant a lot. Um, was so that I'm, true with all of your pregnancies or was that uh, unique? I don't really time? remember. I mean, it's it's hard to say. I'm, I mean, I must have had some element of, you know, waking up, um, but I, I don't have the records of it. And this is the one that I have the time log for. So now I can see like how frequent it was that, that this was happening. But, you know, so I was like, okay, I'll just lie try and go back to bed, see if I can. And then like around two 30, I, my, my water broke, like I'm just lying there in bed and I'm just like, Whoa. <laughs> did you feel a little pop? Cause I did. I, I had I my water didn't. break with Cameron yeah, and I just felt like the little most subtle little, like, like, I was, <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so that, that kind of got my attention. So yeah, once I figured out that that that's what it, I mean, it was pretty clear that was what it had, what had happened. I um, was like quick Googling, like, what, what am I supposed to do? Like how, how long? You should have is- texted me. I would have been like, you go to the hospital, you go now. To the hospital now. Well, so I did, I mean, I did call the, the, my OB's emergency answering service that they have going overnight. And they had, you know, the, whatever the doctor on call call me back, which hilariously, I mean, because it was a holiday weekend, like 3am Sunday, they, I mean, it was some guy from some other practice that was like covering for them. So I was like, well, this is, I have no idea who this dude is, <laughs> but it turns out he's good friends with my uh, kid's pediatrician. So all good. But so they called me back and he's like, yeah, just come in. Cause I wasn't even, I wasn't really having contractions at that point yet, but I was like, okay, well, you know, clearly this is what happened. So 
I wake Michael up. I'm starting to have some contractions at this point. We go wake his mother-in-law up, uh, his mother up, tell her, you know, we're going drive to the hospital, but it was a more calm drive than the one with Alex several years ago. Um, because, you know, I, I, I was just starting the active labor during the drive, as opposed to having contractions every two minutes, the whole trip. So, you know, I'm like, okay, this is all good. Like walk in through the emergency room, check in. Cause they, they know we're coming. The, the lady, you know, pushes me upstairs in a wheelchair and like, I get into the room and I'm like, Oh, this is all calm. This is gonna be great. You know, nice and nice and relaxed. And they check. I'm like only four centimeters dilated at that point. So I'm like, okay, well, let me just, you know, get the epidural, take a nap. Like we'll, we'll deal with this in the morning. Of course, then it takes some time to, to get that started. And in the course of trying to get the epidural in, of course, the contractions start going boom, 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 boom. And so finally they, they get the, you know, the epidural in and the nurse is like, okay, kind I'm going to give you that, that bolus of medicine, you know, so you won't feel anything more. And then I'm like, I feel his head. <laughs> so, so yet another round of like inadvertent natural childbirth, but it was just like, oh, so did you push right after that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, that's actually sort of similar to Genevieve because I I got to like nine centimeters waiting for my epidural as well, <laughs> yes. but I didn't I didn't feel the head, so you win. <laughs> that's amazing. It's like okay, here we go. Um, so that was it. He was out. Wow. Oh my goodness. Probably one one yep. nice push. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Because he is only. Six and a half pounds. But, you know, it's funny, having had three children now in this hospital, some of the procedures, like, they evolve over time. Like, they've now become what they call, like, baby-friendly hospital, which has some downsides. Like Baby-centered. Baby-centered or whatever. They, like, are less likely to, you know, quickly take your baby to the nursery overnight so you can sleep. (laughs) Like, you have to, like, argue for that. But on the (laughs) other hand, they you know, put him immediately on me as opposed to, you know, taking him off to wash him up or whatever. And like, so it's like, you know, I got to see him immediately and snuggle with him immediately. And, you know, he's really cute. He's just this like, you know, peanut of a baby, little, little Henry. Um, So he, you know, he, he did really well. He ate right then, but then, you know, so I was like, oh, well, this is like, this is perfect. But, you know, then after they took him away, got him, you know, got him set, whatever, I went into my hotel room not hotel room, hospital room, came, <laughs> yeah, sort of like a hotel. Uh, when they brought him back, he he wasn't able to eat very easily. And so we really struggled with that the first day. Like, keep trying, you know, but he's just so little, he couldn't latch on very well and, you know, suck. Probably and, his, not his size, but his gestational his age. His gestational he's age, yeah. seven weeks is like right on that cutoff. So some kids are just not going to feed quite as instinctively. Yeah. Yeah, so it was... Um, yeah, we but we learned uh, and and he figured it out and of course now he's now he's, now he's a rock star now he's a rock star at it he's uh, eating well and uh, we came home actually the next day on on the thirtieth he was born the early in the morning on the 29th. so then we came home on the thirtieth all the kids came and visited me uh, in the hospital on the thirtieth I had been actually quite anxious about this that had been a source of some some stress I mean just you know, there, there had been like, I I was, you know, I went to right where the mark where they don't call it premature. Um, there had been some risk factors for, for premature birth, uh, for before that. And I was like, well, this could be a problem because in the hospital, they're going to have the flu restrictions in place, which means that young kids can't come visit. And I was like, 
I was dreading if I had like going to be in the hospital for a longer period of time and my kids wouldn't be able to come see me because little, little Alex, uh, oh, I, I wish I'd had this conversation with him before he like two days before Henry was born said, well, who's going to be our replacement mommy? And I said, what? I said, I, I plan to continue in this role. <laughs> um, and he said, no, when you're in the hospital, I had to explain, like, I was only going to be gone for like max, like 48 hours, like at that point. So yeah, poor little kid had thought I was like gone for ages. You know? <laughs> so it's really, I wonder where he got that idea. So were the kids allowed to come in then? They could, they could, okay. they had not, um, because it was late December and not like into January, they did not have the flu restrictions in place yet. So they were able to come. And how did it go? It went pretty well. It went pretty well. Um, we had them all sit down and, and hold the baby and they were very excited about it. And um, actually our cousins came too. like, we went through two shifts of, of kids coming through. We did the old, the four older kids first and then the four younger kids. And yeah, it was, it was really cute and sweet to see them. They, they've been very excited about, about the baby and mostly pretty good about it. I mean, the older kids are, are big. They're, they, they know the whole thing about, you got to hold the head, you got to be gentle. Um, Alex is, uh, you know, a little bit more aggressive <laughs> with with the baby. I mean, he loves him, but uh, you know, you show your love in a sort of pawing manner, and has had a few little adjustment issues of being. I think you know, it's tough, right? Like, there's there's been more bedtime battles and more kicking and screaming than than I think we had had for a while. Like, a, you know, regressed a couple months or years on that, but. Uh, Life's, life's challenging to get a new little sibling, especially if you've been the baby for that long. A hundred percent. I mean, that sounds a lot like we had similar issues with Cameron. And in fact, I still regret not doing a better job kind of preparing him for what to do and, and what was going to happen when he came in that hospital room because I think our nanny brought him in and he just made a grab immediately without washing his hands, without anything for Genevieve. And I remember being like, no, but then I felt like he was wounded by my no. Oh, yeah, by wounded. Because <laughs> it was a very like mama bear protective yeah. no. Hopefully it hasn't scarred him for life. But I felt like <laughs> I it, didn't, it didn't set us on a great path starting. Um, because I think he then cried because he felt but oh God, it was not perfect. But yeah. um yeah, there was definitely adjustment. Maybe there's still even adjustment. Um, I think it's hardest for the next youngest kid because yeah. I don't feel like my I didn't feel like Annabelle really had any real negative. In fact, it's been pretty easy for her to take on that big sister role pretty yeah. much from the beginning, which is similar to your number three position. So, yeah, no, it's, it's, um, there's a lot of us. I mean, I guess that's what uh, we, uh, what I can say is that there are many, many kids and, and life doesn't stop. I mean, with this many kids, I, you know, I think about, I had written on my blog about the whole Chuck E. Cheese birthday party that, <laughs> That's amazing. Henry was subjected to. I mean, we kept him out in the van, and we have a, a new Saturday uh, childcare thing going now, which is great. But she was out in the car with him most of the time, and I came out to feed him. But you know, it, it's just like I had scheduled the birthday party to be ideally before the baby came, and then the baby was there. So we, you know, we're not going to cancel the party. Uh, you know, there's enough adults that can handle it, so we just did it. And, you know, it was Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) 
or you know jasper had it it would have been so bad to cancel because of course that would have been exactly the wrong message well now that the baby is here we don't do anything you can't have your fun no and of course we wouldn't do that so i i i had a choice i mean i could not go but i wanted to be part of it as well like and and so i was and although that was kind of challenging because that was before i flipped the uh moment of my recovery of Sarah and I were talking earlier of my uh, getting over this, <laughs> but it's been a bit of a more of a journey. Um, well, let's take a quick break actually. Mm-hmm. And when we're back, why don't you talk a little bit more about that recovery? Cause I think people would be interested. Yeah. Hey listeners, we know you're busy, but is there something that's interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp online counseling is there for you. You can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. So it's very convenient for people who are working and raising families, but want to prioritize their mental health. Get help on your own time and at your own pace. You can schedule secure video or phone sessions, plus chat and text with your therapist. BetterHelp has licensed professional counselors who specialize in everything from depression and in stress and anxiety to relationship and sleeping issues. Anything you share is confidential, And if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time. You can communicate by text, chat, phone, and video and start communicating in under 24 hours. And best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Best of Both Worlds podcast listeners get 10% off their first month with discount code BESTOF. That's B-E-S-T-O-F. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash bestof. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash best of. We're excited to welcome Thrive Cosmetics to our show. When it comes to beauty products, we have so many choices. So why not ask for more from your favorite brands? I'm motivated now more than ever to stick to high quality, amazing products. And this one happens to be both vegan and cruelty free. The reason they're called cause in cosmetics is that for every product purchased, Thrive gives back to women in need by donating funds or products. Their causes include women emerging from homelessness, women surviving domestic abuse, and women fighting cancer. That makes me feel really good about each purchase. Laura loves their brilliant eye brightener. I know she uses it to look awake after even a rough night of sleep with the baby. I really love the liquid lip balm treatment. It hydrates really well and feels great going on. So start thriving and help women in need today by going to thrivecosmetics.com bestof and use code BESTOF for 15% off your first purchase. That's thrivecausemedics.com slash bestof using code BESTOF for 15% off. Once more, that's thrivecosmetics.com slash bestof using code BESTOF. Well, we're back. We're talking uh, all things birth uh, for the fifth time around with this episode. Um, so yeah, we're just saying life continues and the big kids do stuff, you know, we drive them to school, pick them up at school. Uh, the Jasper had a choir concert last night that I went to. So, you know, we have to do these things and uh, still be but an tell involved every- parent. And tell everybody about kind of how long it took you to start. Well, I don't know. Do you feel normal? How We're now like, what, three weeks out? Two oh, weeks no, out? not yet. We were, we're like 11 days out. But We're so. 11 days out. How close do you feel to pre-pregnancy? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, it's It's been, I, you know, I don't, it's hard to remember. I guess this is the problem. You don't remember necessarily all the details of the recovery from from previous times. In my mind, it feels like it was a little slower, um, which could be, it's two things. I mean, one, I'm older, which, you know, I can't do anything about, but I also got this 
really nasty cold right at the moment of birth or something, you know, and I could, maybe it was in the hospital, maybe it was at Disney on ice, like who knows, like where I contracted this, but I was definitely feeling pretty miserable from that. And, And so it's hard to know if like, you know, I would have been feeling kind of gross with that anyway, and like tired and out of it. And then you add that on top of the recovery from childbirth. And it's it's not a good feeling. So it, it you know physically it wasn't a very difficult birth. Uh, we were saying the baby's only six and a half pounds. It was a short labor, two and a half hours total. Start like from water breaking to baby being out. Um, that is pretty fast. Yeah. So uh, I can't n- really blame it on that. And but some I I, f- I think what had happened. Um, my stomach muscles uh, were not engaged or something for about a week after the birth and, or like very limited engaged. And so I was, you know, having to sort of move differently to get myself up, to walk around to, you know, so you put a lot of pressure on your back then. And uh, so, so that was physically pretty painful. And I, but then something happened overnight, like Sunday to Monday, basically from day eight to nine uh, of of postpartum, it's that my the muscles, the abdominal muscles, like completely came back together. And so overnight, it went from like I couldn't, I didn't feel like I could engage them to I could, and so then I could like move, <laughs> which was like getting up easily from a lying down or sitting up position or walking around, and you know, it had the the sort of vanity element of I went from looking like I was six months pregnant to not looking pregnant in in a span of hours, um, because it was suddenly holding everything in, you know, like the breastfeeding is always painful at first, as you try to toughen up again, you know, just if we have any first time mothers listening to this, I mean, they like to tell you like, it doesn't hurt, it hurts, it hurts for about the first week or two, and then it gets much better. Maybe there are some women for which it never hurts, but I guess two for two on this podcast, I will also yeah, vouch yeah. and say that. You know, and, and it's 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 just something you should be aware of. It doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong or that there's anything, you know, that's going to be like, and you know, it won't be like that for, so if you're sitting there saying, how could I deal with this for the next year? Like you won't, like it won't feel like that for past about, you know, day, what, nine, 10 or something. So do you use those little gel things? Those are my favorite. No, no, no I just kind of stuck just toughed it up this time. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Um, but we've been pumping a lot. Um, get that milk supply established at, at, you know, X plus, and if you can set it, yeah, X plus a bottle a day, if you can pump an extra bottle a day, then you can let it drift down over the course of the next year or so your milk supply and it will be okay. If you miss a feeding, like that won't be a problem. That's something I've learned because uh, it sets at the baseline of where you come in uh, when your milk comes in. If you start pumping immediately, then the baseline will get set at more than you actually need. And how is the night nurse situation going? Yeah, well, we had that. Um, we've only had that two nights at this point. Um, we Oh, because she wasn't booked to start. Is mm-hmm. that why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> No, yeah. so I, I, I definitely, so the first few nights it was, it was kind of rough. And, it, and what I've gotten to the rhythm of doing is I uh, give the baby to Michael from about 10 to, we've been able to get to like 1230, 1245 in there. So, it, you know, he'd then give the baby to me at 1245. So I could get that first 
two and a half hour stretch in the beginning of the night. And then, you know, especially over Christmas that he was like driving all, us all around, you know, it was kind of, he needed to be able to sleep from at least like one to seven to, to be functional. So anyway, so I took over the night and then I'd nap during the day, you know, that, that worked. And so, but then we were like, okay, well, the, the night nurse service wasn't even planning to start until late January because I sort of assumed the baby would come around 40 weeks and um, that would put us into late January by the time we were kind of home from the hospital and adjusted and, so I, you know, I called up and said, well, I, I recognize that this is early. So, but it's, it's a service. So there's more than one person and the owner is the one I, I know and was here most of the time with Alex um, and she'll come late January, but I mean, she's booked with someone else, but she has her associates. So we've been cycling through some of them and had two nights. We didn't have last night, but he was, he slept pretty well last night. It was not, actually not bad at all, um, but we'll have somebody tonight. So yeah, it, it actually works somewhat similar to what I was having Michael do. Like I give the baby to this person at 10, I go to sleep. They bring the baby to me at, you know, 1231 for that first feeding. I feed, take the baby back, bring the baby back at, you know, four, 430, whenever the second feeding is. And then, you know, bring them up and let the person out six-ish in the morning. And then, you know, might get a little extra time to sleep, like another half hour. Or so. but, but at that point, I'm trying to get the kids up for school. So, you know, there's, there's only so much time um, overnight. But I mean, people saying, well, what, what is the rationale for doing this? You know, the baby, sometimes they take a while to settle. Like I have the notes from uh, Tuesday night, the, the night nurse who was here. I mean, he took like an hour to settle after his feeding at, after the 1230 feeding. And that's time I would have been up and I wasn't. So that was a nice extra hour to get in the middle of the night. Uh, so yeah, that's valuable, valuable, valuable. So then you're able to do this podcast yep. and you're able to take your kids to school and not be yelling at them because you're absolutely exhausted. Well, there's been fall. some yelling. But <laughs> I, won't, I won't claim there's that. Uh, poor little Alex and I have been, been at it um, in terms of because he's refusing to go to bed at night. Oh which has been very difficult as I want to go to bed. And mostly Michael's been dealing with it, but like after about nine, you know, when the battle is still going on. But, you know, we, we talked about it this really morning. We're like, it's, we're like his Kindle, you know, at the end of the day, both of us are at 1% and we have to recharge overnight. Uh, so, so we can be at 100% in the morning. But when we're both at 1%, it's, it's bad. <laughs> I wonder if it's the post-winter break too, because... Every nobody wants to get up for school. No, nobody house. wants to get Whatsoever. up for school, and it's dark. It's like yes, yeah, dark. Even here, cold. even down in tropical Florida, it's not cold, but it's it's dark. And it's kind of interesting. It makes me want to buy blackout shades, actually, oh, because yeah. I always get frustrated in the summer, and like it's probably just the light. That <laughs> <laughs> was just yeah, no. Well, I mean, you can. That's something you can do something about. So yeah, get the. I'm gonna try shade. it this summer. As much as I like the physiology of the sun, if it's waking my children up at 530 Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, let me see if there's anything else on my list. Ooh, okay. Even though you're not having the traditional – well, talk a little bit about your maternity quote-unquote leave or not and any fun things that you're sort of allowing yourself to do during this time while you're taking it a little bit easier or is that not really a thing? I mean, thing, you know yeah. – I'm lucky in that way when I get when I did get maternity leaves, like I really wasn't doing my main job, but I know you feel more pressure. So it's, well, just that you know, there's nobody 
I mean, the problem of building a brand you sort of business <laughs> is that there's only me and, and some of it doesn't really matter, but some does. I mean, like I, so for before breakfast, the every weekday morning podcast that I host, I taped ahead of time in December, I, I did an extra like six weeks of episodes. And so that involved working a lot in December, um, which was challenging, but I'm really glad I did because when the baby arrived late December, I now have stuff is recorded through to early February. And I have like two weeks more of stuff that I haven't recorded, but is written. So I I can kind of coast on that for a while. Although the ads keep coming in like that's, (laughs) I can't escape that problem. Um, but, but no, I love my advertisers and it's usually fine. It's like, just record this 30 seconds. I just have to sit down and do it. And and then I can yeah. go, whatever. I have had some assignments that landed, you know, you can't control exactly when people run stuff. So then edits come back, you know, at this. but what I've been trying to do, cause I don't want to spend all my time working. So in the morning, um, our, our nanny, our regular full-time nanny is here after the kids, you know, go to school and Alex is in school. So she tends to take Henry from nine to noon, more or less, except for whatever I'm feeding him in there. Um, And that's the time I work. And then she goes and gets Alex at preschool at noon. And then I take the baby for the afternoon until about three or so. And so then we're, we're getting our baby time, mommy baby time and that. And then, you know, the stuff starts happening. People are home three and the other kids home around four. And then we have all the activities. And one thing I did in December is I I hired this second person. Um, So she's working on Saturdays and then working three evenings uh, during the week. So we have an extra driver, um, which has been good. um, Because then we just don't have to bring the baby places, um, especially when we have two kids at different places at the same time. And, you know, it's, it's just, we, I knew we needed it. And so we're, we're trying to, you know, sort out all the logistics of, of having multiple people, but it's, it's, you know, it's so necessary just to, and the baby needs to be held at various points. Like, you know, he's not done well with like putting him down. Like he can't hold his head up. So it's like all the seats are kind of, you know, this will all probably get better in like three, four years when Jasper can drive. (laughs) Maybe. Hopefully he'll be a good driver. <laughs> he better be. You better just be. buy him like a tank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, dear. But uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So that's wow. My that's a lot of logistics. No specific fun goals. That's fair. Oh, the running streak. Everyone needs an update. <laughs> uh, well, I can tell you, like, if my abdominal muscles didn't even work, like, such that walking was challenging, like, there was no running. So how many... What was the final tally of the streak? Well, I ran on December 28th, and then I had the baby early in the morning on December 29th. So that's... <laughs> but what, but I'm oh, well, saying, I got to three number? years. I got to three years. So okay. I started so on like December 24, or... 2016. And so I went through December 24, 2019. And then I was like, hey, you know, I kind of feel like running on the next few days. I, so I did. Um, very, very slow, like waddling around, uh, you know, running laps basically like around the backyard because I didn't want to leave. But then um, the 28th was actually a really warm, kind of nice day. And so I went down the street like, you know, six tenths of a mile and then turned around and ran back. And I was like, I managed to do it. And I was like, okay, that's great. You know, this feels awesome. I, I'm okay. Like I, I could do this. And then, you know, I'd baby born overnight. So um, 
Yeah, no, he, it, it's, so I stopped, I stopped running um, and I have not run since. And you didn't calculate the number of days. It was 1,000. Well, whatever, three times 365 plus four or five, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's what it is. That's amazing. Are you going to start a new streak or? Well, I not? think I have different running goals for this year. I, I, I'm not opposed to a streak. Like, I don't think the streak was a bad thing. I'm not sure if I'm going to do like the run at 4am in a hotel room thing. I think I will run most days. I don't think I'm going to force it to keep the streak going at this point. Um, I have registered for the Philadelphia marathon in November. Yay! Oh my goodness. So I've got, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably going to do a half marathon in early fall. There's one in, in Philly. That would be a good timing for that. There's a 10 mile race in May that I'll do. Um, I'm actually going to sign up for a five miler at the end of February. Cause that's, that's enough outside of the, the window now that I feel like it would be okay. Um, since he came late December, that'll be two months out as opposed to being in the window of like the first six weeks. Yeah. So I, I, I think I'm going to, I'm going to do more distance running. I want to get back to that. I'm actually going to do, once I'm more recovered here, I'm going to start lifting weights more seriously. And those are going to be my, my goals for, for the year. That's awesome. I'm debating this marathon because I did quite enjoy the half. Yeah. So, and you, but well, you went really fast. So clearly we're not going to be able to run together, (laughs) but you might, you don't know, your buildup could be amazing. My buildup will be amazing. I don't know. I didn't run that. I, well, no, I'm, I'm, so my, my PR for a half marathon, I'm not saying I could probably do better than this if I seriously trained it, but I just haven't trained a lot of speed work. Um, my PR is a 215. And so if your 203 was your bad, like that's quite a difference. That's a minute mile difference of your feeling like you went slow and me feeling like I went quick. So, well, it, it didn't feel that's the set. I mean, it was sort of a personal worst for quite some time for me, but I didn't, it didn't feel slow. It felt, it felt at the end, I, I thought I almost had a cardiac event. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's uh, so it wasn't that. like that was it wasn't like that was easy pace. For okay, me. but even if we didn't run together, together we could train together. That's true. Be fun. So I don't know. I'll have to. I I'm. Uh, we'll see. I, my next fitness goal is I just want to um, get a try to get a little bit faster. Train for a five k. Josh said he's going to be my de facto coach. Yeah. And, um, maybe because well, you so could excited. really go fast for a five k. Then like you could right. Like I've done like in the twenty threes yeah. before, but not for a long time. And it would be fun to try to get that again. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would be, that would be really cool. Yeah. But wow, you signed up. That is commitment. I'm impressed. (laughs) You know, I need something to motivate myself. And, um, you know, now that we have the the Saturday childcare, I think it's going to be more like, I want to take advantage of the fact that I'm doing this, (laughs) like that I know it'll be perfect. Decided to, to make that decision. So I want to, you know, get the runs in. Awesome. All right. Well, let's do our brief Q&A here since it is baby themed. This is, I'm actually going to include the other part of this, even though the, the other part is like a comment, not a question. <laughs> I just thought it was interesting and maybe our listeners would be interested. So this comes from a listener in Norway and she says, I love your show. I find it refreshing and encouraging. Yay. She says, I can report that no matter how short the work week and how good the government support for working families, There is a lot of angst around working moms here in Norway as well. Hmm. Case in point, most parents at my daughter's daycare drop off their kids around 8 and pick them up between 3.30 and 4. The parent who does pickup usually works about 7.30 to 3, and the parent who does drop-off drops off at 8 and works like 9 to 4.30. So she says, I guess even if this is considered a full day in Norway, this might be part-time schedules to you. I mean, not part-time, but a little shorter than... Just a little shorter, yeah. Yeah. 
And she said, this is how most professionals work, but there's a lot of discussion about the length of days in kids for daycare. She says, all kids have a right to a place in daycare from the month they turn one and some start a few months earlier. There is a lot of ink spilt about how that- oh, They start a few months later though, right? Not earlier than one month. No, she wrote, er, no, 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 one year old. One year old, okay. Yeah, and some start a few months earlier, but people still kind of talk about how this could be damaging to the bond between parent and child. So many families delay the start. She says she finds it interesting that in every culture of the Western world, this anxiety seems to be so pervasive. Ooh, so that's a good point. I would love to know if we have any listeners like in Japan or in in Asian countries or maybe the Middle East, what is it like there? Okay, so her question is, do you have any tips on surviving the first trimester? I am so happy and grateful to be pregnant with my second child. Congratulations. But I do not see how I will keep going with a full workload until the second try. Any tips and tricks will be greatly appreciated. Yeah, no, that's, uh, it's a tough, um, if, especially if you're really sick and tired, it can be very difficult to manage a full workload. I mean, particularly if you're actually like vomiting at work or something like that, that can be um, really hard, which m- maybe you recognize that it will get better in a couple of weeks. And you think about, well, what do I absolutely have to get done? during this time, because there's always stuff that could happen, but could not happen. You know, if you have sort of any ability to do some work, not at your workplace, I mean, sometimes being able to work from home can make it more doable. Like if you didn't have to spend the energy to bring yourself into your workplace, like that's a little bit extra work, you know, energy you have to then do the stuff of your work. You might see if you could spread it out over more days I know that if I sort of fell apart by mid-afternoon, like I could maybe do Saturday morning. Again, if you have flexibility, like if, you, if you're you know, seeing patients, you can't do that on a time when they're not scheduled or something. But if you know, you're sending emails <laughs> or you're writing documents, that, that maybe you could take the work you would have done from like two to three in the afternoon when suddenly you're too sick and tired to do anything and do that on Saturday morning and Sunday morning, for instance. Yeah. What do you think, Sarah? Yeah, I think we just remember that it really is very temporary for most people. I mean, some people don't feel any better in second try, but hopefully if you did the first time, you will the second time. I mean, I'll give you some commiseration. I hate the first try. I'd rather be 39 weeks pregnant than nine weeks pregnant. That's what I always say because I am almost non-functional. I just basically am so nauseated. All I can think about is like, I'm so nauseated. I just want this feeling to stop. So I get it. I certainly don't feel like I was, you know, it was, it was that it was survival mode. It was like, do what absolutely has to be done. Everything beyond that is probably not going to happen. And even if you're pregnant three times or even five times, you know, that's only like 10 weeks or so times three, which is not really in the grand scheme of things, a huge chunk of your career time. So my biggest thought is try to give yourself a break, do what feels good, eat plenty of carbs if that helps. Exercise did often help me feel a little bit better. So if you can work that into your day, um, great. But I also just think this is one where it's like, take out the zoom lens, zoom out and realize that you will probably be feeling better soon and can ramp it up. And in fact, um, many people feel kind of like superpowers in their second try. So you may feel like you can make up for lost time. Yeah, no. And and at that point, you can sort of get through the stuff that like make a list, like if, it, if it's you're having this sort of psychological like worries about it, the anxiety, just make a list of the things that you are going to do as soon as you start feeling better. 
I love that. A second try list. The second try list. <laughs> and uh, you know, then you have your first try list of things that absolutely have to happen and, and monitor your energy through the day. And, and if you are feeling good, tackle something and then give yourself a break when you, when you can. All yeah. right. Well, this has been, be- oh, we have our love of the Wait. week. Yeah, don't forget our love of the week. Okay, you do yours first. It's a baby. A baby related thing. So yeah, I've been, I have it on my desk. I'll show Sarah my Haka. So one of the nurses in the hospital told me about this product. It's H-A-K-A-A, I think is how you're, or H-A-A-K-A-A. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, there's two A's in there. Two A's in there. (laughs) There's a silicone cup that people who have nursed babies may be aware of this phenomenon that when you're nursing on one side, with one baby, if you have twins, it's a different matter, but one baby on one side, the other side, the letdown reflex is not side specific. <laughs> so you wind up leaking on the other side. And and so this little cup, the silicone cup collects the other side. And if you are very leaky, you can collect quite a bit. Uh, instead of just having it run all over your shirt, you just put it in the freezer and like you build up your freezer stash that way. And the, the upside of that is, again, it just would have been running all over your shirt. And second, it's not extra time. You don't have to sit by the pump, which is time that you could have been sleeping or whatever, hanging out with your baby, playing with your other children, reading. You are just, you would have been nursing anyway. So you just put the cup on and and nurse and you get extra milk for the freezer stash. So that has been um, a new discovery. I didn't know about these um, in pregnancies one through four. So now I do for number five. So I'm sharing it hoping that it helps other people since I'm definitely not planning on pregnancy number six. (laughs) As of now. Um, If anyone's listening to this and is like, I don't leak, something's wrong with me. Um, I like never leaked any drops during my like combined 30 whatever months of breastfeeding that I did. So I don't think this thing would have worked on me. I mean, I guess I'll never know. Um, But I do think it probably depends on, yeah, how how willing your boobs are to to give up (laughs) how leaky they are. <laughs> yeah. How, how, I, I have a feeling it probably correlates to like people who have to do a lot of massage and pump for a full 30 minutes. This probably won't be the Holy grail, but people who can like get it out real quick and who's, you know, I, it'll probably work great. So nice to have another tool. Exactly. All right. My love of the week is I discovered a new podcast called, well, actually it's a brand new podcast. I think they've only aired one episode and it's called money meets medicine. <laughs> That's perfect. And it's written by this anesthesiologist or spoken by this anesthesiologist who wrote a book called, he goes by like the physician philosopher and he's big into like financial independence and all that stuff. And he does it with a financial advisor. And I've already pitched myself as a guest. Good. I think I'd be awesome. Be awesome. <laughs> I was saying like, why don't we think of what would be the perfect podcast for Sarah? It'd be like money meets medicine meets planning meets <laughs> running. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe. No, I don't need another podcast. I'm, I'm good. I am good. Actually, that's funny that you mentioned this because um, I recording the intro to the next um episode on my own to give you a little bit of a much deserved break. And um, I would be, well, I'll let the listeners listen for themselves. (laughs) Excellent. All right. Well, this has been best of both worlds. We've been talking um, about the birth of baby Henry, among other things. And uh, we will be back next week with more on making work and life fit together. Thanks for listening. You can find me, Sarah, at theshoebox.com or at the underscore shoebox on Instagram. And you can find me, Laura, at lauravandercam.com. This has been the Best of Both Worlds podcast. Please join us next time for more on making work and life work together.
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 